Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. So that asteroid didn't kill Earth. Bonus, it delivered tons of data by Nick Stockton. This week, a kilometer-wide asteroid whizzed by within about a million miles of this planet, about four and a half times the distance between the Earth and the Moon. A near miss? Not really. The odds of 2014 JO25 actually hitting Earth were around one in a million. The safer bet is on science, as in how much of it astronomers were able to gather from the close pass of such a huge space rock. Side, speed, spin, shape, structure, and asteroids' attributes are clues about where it came from and where it's going. Measure enough of them, and you can start making better assumptions about how the solar system works. But because they're essentially lightless flecks zipping around the vacuum, first you have to find them. That's largely the job of two big telescopes high in the Arizona hill country. We discovered 2014 JO25 on the night of May 4, 2014, using our 1.5-meter survey scope on top of Mount Lemmon, says Eric Christensen, director of the Catalina Sky Survey. Its sister, a wide-angle Schmidt scope, works in parallel. Once they've discovered an object, Christensen and his team typically need a few days' worth of data to figure out its orbit. Then comes the impact risk calculation. Will this object hit Earth soon? That means, despite whatever nail-biting fear the headlines may have instilled, Christensen and his team figured out this thing wasn't an immediate hazard about three years ago. Nor was 2014 JO25 a rare object. In the three days before discovering it, astronomers found more than 640 other near-Earth objects. But common doesn't mean boring. Once the Catalina Sky Survey determined that this big orbital rock wasn't an immediate danger, they passed the data along to NASA's Near-Earth Object Program. It's up to that latter group to figure out the asteroid's return period. 
Is it going to come back and smack Earth sometime in the next 15, 20, 100 years? In 2014 JO25's case, they'll have a better idea when they process all the data from this latest flyby. The other thing is to get information about where and how close the object is going to pass by so other astronomers can prepare to aim their telescopes and radars to collect data, says Kelly Fast, the Near-Earth Object Program Manager. This one passed by close enough to collect radar imagery specifically from the massive 70-meter antenna at Jet Propulsion Laboratory's Goldstone Deep Space Network installation. When an asteroid is getting close, we ping it with radio waves, says Shantanu Nadu, radar astronomer at JPL. For this object, it took about 20 seconds for those echoes to come back, at which point we stopped transmitting and started recording the echoes. The results were pretty awesome. Collected images accompanied by other data let Nadu make precise measurements of the object's size, shape, and spin period. Those attributes allow astronomers to measure how asteroids get pushed around by solar photons. Photons carry momentum with them, and when an object absorbs and re-radiates the photon, it gets a slight kick, says Nadu. This triggers the Yarkovsky effect. The afternoon side of the asteroid gets hotter than the morning side, re-radiates more photons, and the asteroid starts to spin. And as the asteroid spins, it morphs. Loose material on its surface starts to float outward, overcoming gravity. Sometimes this material accretes into another asteroid, forming a binary pair orbiting each other. In some cases, these two orbiting bodies reform into one. That explains the double-headed lump that is 2014 JO25, a shape astronomers call a contact binary. This happens in about 15% of asteroids bigger than 200 meters, says Nadu. He says the data he collected from 2014 JO25 will help astronomers learn more about the mechanics of these small space rocks. And let's not forget... The photon-induced spinning creates perturbations in the asteroid's orbit, not just its shape, which is how astronomers will figure out whether Earth will be so lucky the next time 2014 JO25 swings by this part of the solar system. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.